Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good day. Welcome to the COV on this Friday, closing out what has been a pretty impressive week. I mean, I'll say that given what we saw in January, which has been absolutely stellar. Uh, Andrew, joined by Kyle. Uh, Kyle, what we're up. How much for the week? About 0.6%. Uh, of course, we're recording this about an hour and a half away from the close. And uh, well, for the session, I think now we're about 0.4% higher or thereabouts at around uh, 75.40. Um, but again, another positive week. And I think it's um, four weeks in a row now or five weeks that uh, the ASX 200 might be higher, basically extending what's been this uh, remarkable beginning to 2023. Yeah, and so we've seen that um, in the US too with the S&P, the NASDAQ. Uh, yeah. That's certainly been on fire too. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I put this question to uh, Tim Mulholland from TJM as to whether, you know, he's seeing trouble ahead given how far markets have run. Uh, I know you've got your own thoughts on terms of <laughs> <laughs> hopes perhaps <laughs> on shorting the market. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he has his concerns uh, that perhaps, you know, markets have well and truly got ahead of themselves. They're, they're way over the, their ski tips at this point, um, given that the rate hikes are, are continuing and we're still seeing that slowdown in the US economy. And you only have to look at some of the earnings that are out after the bell today in the tech sector. Uh, well, we have, uh, what, Apple, uh, which has seen uh, sales fall there, um, certainly as far as the iPhone is concerned, uh, also Alphabet. Ad spending is way down. Yeah, I mean, I guess this whole rally is um, it's it's based on effectively sentiment being so dreadful coming into the year that there's enough money on the sidelines to support risk assets, and that effectively will get not just a pause from central banks fairly soon, but cuts at the back end of this year. If those two assumptions prove true, then maybe this has some legs. But I mean, those are two massive assumptions and like you just said it's not uh, necessarily discounting to the, the major risk of recession which isn't coming through uh, significantly in the backward looking data and isn't coming through significantly in the earnings results it will be a contraction in the S&P 500's earnings this this quarter but a, a modest single digit one but if that starts to come to fruition that's when things become a little bit hairy I think you know I think one of the comments during like I can't remember who it was from it was sort of a be careful what you wish for situation. Might even be Kenny Polkari, mm. uh, because if you do get rate cuts, well, it's happening because it's a really big US economic slowdown. And is that being priced into to assets yet? Well, that's the key question, I think. You've got to imagine that those central makers would be somewhat frustrated given what they're seeing uh, on markets at the moment, because um, it wasn't just the Fed. Overnight, we had the Bank of England and also the ECB. Um, while talking about you know the dis disinflationary process being underway, uh, Christine Lagarde from the ECB pointing out more rate hikes to come. Don't be uh, confused that you know that the cuts are ahead. There's more to come. 
So um, I'd imagine that um, that there would be some frustration just how far things have run at the moment. Yeah, well, I, I did my view today on uh, a little riff on selective hearing, which seems to be, um, you know, I guess a characteristic of two groups of people, um, children and market participants. <laughs> and uh, effectively, you know, we're, we're seeing investors latch on to that disinflation mm. story, you know, the, the fact that we did get, did get a step down in the size of rate hikes from, from the Fed. Um, and some, you know, perhaps reassurances that inflation will return to target over time, uh, but completely ignoring the uh, warnings that the, the last thing that the, the, the Fed in particular want to do is see expectations, inflation expectations become unanchored, which can happen if inflation or theoretically can happen if inflation remains above target for long enough. So that's been ignored. Cuts are still in the market. And there's two circumstances in, that, in, that, in which that could occur. Again, that sort of recessionary circumstance, which I don't think equities are pricing in uh, in terms of uh, earnings uh, going forward or they uh, if central bankers abandon that kind of line and start lowering rates marginally as inflation incrementally falls but that just seems to go against everything that they're saying right now so that that said um see how it all played out on the market today materials were off quite significantly certainly among the the bigger iron ore majors they they came off along with gold we saw the gold price come off Overnight, as the US dollar appreciated, also uh, some substantial profit taking, you would have thought, among gold stocks at this point. And um, just um, some of the, the better performing stocks were the uh, fund managers, mm. interestingly. Um, I guess because Pinnacle, after its results, uh, it's sort of bounced back today. Magellan also doing relatively well. Um, just other stocks of note, bigger cheese. Um, well, who says uh, leadership doesn't matter? It certainly does in this case because uh, they announced their um, chief executive stepping down and that uh, that stock was hit quite hard today. The insurers also continue to get buffeted. I think this is mainly given what's been going on in New Zealand, uh, yeah. given the claims that are going to rise there because of that, uh, that devastating weather event they've had. Yeah, we did have AIG updating us on that today, uh, while also upgrading uh, their outlook for, for profits and margins, um, premiums, I should say. Uh, in uh, the year ahead, but yes, like you said, those um, devastating floods. Uh, we actually spoke to Jerry Kerr during the week about that and the economic impacts. If anyone wants to go back two or three days, and was obviously interested in uh, in the New Zealand economy. So we we're talking about how well tech has done, particularly uh, we're looking at the states, and um, that prompted uh, Koshi to look at tech as the sector of the day, if you like, um, for uh, the call. In fact, he put it to. Um, to uh, Luke Winchester from Meriwether Capital and uh, Claude Walker from A Rich Life uh, to come up with their favoured tech stocks. One that I don't own, hence why it's the number one choice, which is Altium. I do oh. not own shares, but and it currently it's just one of those ones that I'm always looking and saying, oh, I think it's too expensive, too expensive. Yep. I've gotten to the point now where I will pay above my valuation because this stock has consistently... Uh, proven it's high quality to me. And I just feel like having a, some Altium shares in my portfolio is going to be a good learning experience. It's going to ensure if it does get cheap, I'm more likely to, to top up and build a bigger holding then. So that's why I like it. Um, I'm not saying I'm diving back into tech now, but for this one, you know, that would definitely be my, I, I wouldn't be against it. Uh, I wouldn't rule out me actually buying some if I have that impulse where I'm like, oh, I just want to deploy some capital in yeah. that thematic. 
you know, the one I'll bring to the show, Koshi, is a, a little um, HR tech called XREF. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's not without its flaws, but for me, the key to the business is a profitable business that generates free cash flow. Um, and as investors, if you look at the large cap peers that have rallied quite strongly in January and, and the last couple of days in Feb, it's it's those characteristics. Investors, you know, they're, they're willing to pay up for them, but they want that quality, they want that cash flow, the profitability, high margin and growth. So, you know, there's a lot of speculative at the end of the micro cap spectrum. I wouldn't be jumping into, you know, that cash burning stuff, that real speculative stuff. But some of the more high quality ones where you haven't quite seen that rally yet, that optimism yeah. flow through and that liquidity, that liquidity, Claude's spot on it. Liquidity is a big driver. If that does come down, that's where I'm sort of fishing around. I think there's some interesting opportunity. All right, so there you go. Uh, Claude uh, picking Altium, but feels as though he has missed the boat. Nonetheless, he's seeing continued value there. And Luke liking XREF. So, Kyle, to uh, what's ahead uh, tonight, non-farm payrolls? Yeah, exactly. should be really, really significant because I think everyone's going to be homing in on that wage growth figure because one, again, discussion point out of the Fed yesterday was that some of those pressures are beginning to subside and, um, well, perhaps there are some signals that the labour market is, some of the shortages and issues there are are, are subsiding a little bit too. the unemployment rate will probably be largely irrelevant. It's, it's unless it jumps, which will be good for risk assets. Um, if it stays steady, I mean, it doesn't tell us anything necessarily new. But I think it'll be that wage figure that naturally still becomes uh, important because when you break down where the wage inflation might be coming from, it's sort of services sector. The one thing that um, Jay Powers went to pains to talk about were about where inflation was coming from in the US economy. Well, it was those sorts of areas of the economy. So we'll uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for that. But that's tonight. And then we've got, you know, um, to look forward to the, the week ahead because local earnings and then the RBA meets on Tuesday. Mm. And we've only got, at least when I checked yesterday, actually, in fact, it was David Flanagan I had a chat with him on Wednesday, um, only 75% chance of a rate hike or at least you know, implied in the in the futures curve for the RBA on Tuesday, which suggests that that could be a, a market moving event as well. Yeah, um, well, I guess uh, most betting on a twenty five point rate hike. There, some suggestions they could go forty. I noticed that, um, or even a hold, even a hold, even yeah. a hold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in fact, I think AMP Capital is calling a hold too. So it's a uh, plenty of um, I suppose some divergent opinions out there, which can make it pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, I've seen the Aussie dollar has continued to spike too, hasn't it? Uh, it mm-hmm. um, I was talking to Patrick Idrubavol, uh from Ebury saying he's looking for it to head to 75, in fact. Jeez, wow. Okay, well, uh, I'll load up. Yeah, load up indeed. <laughs> I think you just stick with your, uh, yeah. your shorting at this point. Yeah, exactly. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I've got no margin left to load up with, I've got to be honest. <laughs> hey, Kyle, have a great weekend. We'll do it all again next week. See you, mate. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.